You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello, and welcome back to the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So I've got to tell you, a couple of days ago, last week, I guess, I recorded a podcast before going away for a couple of days on a family vacation. And when I went to edit it, all I had was my face because I also record the videos for YouTube and no sound. I guess I must have left the mic muted. I don't know what happened. Um, and now I don't remember what I talked about because I didn't write anything down. I posted about it on Instagram because my son actually saw me beginning to edit it. And then I was saying out loud, like, what was it that happened to that podcast? And he asked me how long it was. He asked me, um, you know, why wasn't I so frustrated? Why wasn't I so mad? And I just said, well, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, all I can do is take a breath and let it go and get back to recording when we get back home. So that's exactly what I am doing now. Um, and I share little tidbits like that on my newsletter, um, on my website at free to be mindful.com and on my Instagram. So if you're not following me there, I welcome you to do so. So today I wanted to talk to you about stress. And I know you don't want to hear about stress because who does? We all kind of live that on our everyday. And actually April is stress awareness month. And it made me think of my years as an educator, right? I started four years as a second grade teacher. And then the years after that, as a middle school counselor. And I know that now our schools in New Jersey are testing. So I am thinking about all of the educators within the state of New Jersey and around the country that do testing around this time and just thinking about the stress that I would feel. And if you know me personally, and even if you've seen me on social media, you don't always see the stress on my face, but I feel the stress in my body and at my shoulders, my tense, I would get like incredible back pain um, and shoulder pain and neck pain, the back of my head, um, because that's where, or how I would hold the stress, even though I really wouldn't show it on my face. And it's something that I have come to be attuned with because of being really self-aware. And it took me a long time to realize what it was, how it was that my body soaked up the stress and then to realize, well, it's okay to seek help for that. Um, and I wanted to bring these two themes together today because as I shared, April is stress awareness month, but it's also counseling awareness month. I wonder if that's just a big coincidence or if that was kind of done on purpose. And it's a lot of pressure to make sure that everybody else is okay, but to really be able to be the best help to others, you need to make sure that first you are okay. And if you are an educator, if you're a parent or caregiver, I'm sure that that message resonates with you. So how do you make sure that you are okay? Well, 
that vacation that I just went on <laughs> was definitely helpful. But obviously, we can't always go on a vacation every weekend. But what we can do is seek the help of a licensed professional, whether that be a counselor, social worker, or a psychologist. And sometimes it's it takes a big thing, a big monumental event or big stressor to finally have us be okay with the idea of, yes, maybe therapy can help. So I wanted to share with you where and when is the best time to seek the help of a licensed, trained uh, mental health professional and some things that you can kind of consider as you go along that process. So the first is, when is the right time? So when you are feeling that you can no longer handle things yourself, when you are feeling that things that once brought you joy no longer bring you joy, when you know that even despite seeking out help from friends and family and that still isn't working, when you're seeing that your baseline, right, which is your normal functional way of being on an everyday basis, when that is so different and you are functioning to a much lesser degree, that is when it may be a really good time to seek the help of a licensed mental health professional. And then you may even think, well, who is it do I seek? Do I seek a counselor or social worker or psychologist, psychiatrist, there's so many options. So all four can provide some kind of therapy and their specializations can differ based upon certifications and um, niching and areas of specialization. So where do you look for this mental health help? Some of the things to first consider is what kind of professional is going to be important for you to have. And what I mean by that is you may want to consider their gender, their areas of expertise, their areas of niche. There may be religious backgrounds if that's important to you. You may want to consider their ethnic or racial backgrounds and even perhaps their age. And then you can look online. Now, it's a lot. It may be a lot to just go onto Google and say, you know, a therapist in my area. You can do that. But there are also a lot of different directories that are specific to the counselors and to the issues that you may need help with. So, for example, a general directory is psychologytoday.com. There's also Latinx therapy or therapy for Black girls. There are also other directories that are inclusive based upon race, culture, sexual orientation, or just the way that you express yourself. So those you can Google and then go on to different directories. And you want to pay close attention as to where the professional is licensed in, the state that they are licensed in. So as we've learned from the last two years, we don't have to do things in person. If you like in person, definitely look for that. But know that many therapists right now are also offering telehealth. However, they have to be licensed in the state that you're in. So that's something that you may want to pay close attention to when you go onto these different directories. And a step further is when you go onto therapist websites. So I say the second step after finding the number of people that may be a good fit for you, the next step is to kind of stalk them a little bit. Check out their websites, check out their social medias, check out their YouTube channels, anything that they have out there. Now, not all therapists do have all of these different things out there, but if they do, check them out because that way you can get a sense of their personality, of their areas of specialization, and if it's somebody that you may vibe with. 
And finally, a big thing that goes into obtaining help from a licensed professional is the investment that it's going to cost. And some folks do work with insurances, and you may want to even start there if you do want it all covered by insurance. You can call your insurance provider or go onto their website or app, and they can give you therapists that are within your area. And I also suggest them to do the same. Check out their websites, check out what they specialize in, check out if they may be a good fit for you. However, there are many therapists that are out of network. And what that means is that they may provide you a super bill, which is a fancy word for a receipt for you to then submit to your insurance. And then you do that legwork and you get reimbursed directly. That means that you do have to pay for each session at the time of service head on, but then may get reimbursed afterwards, depending on your plan and deductible and a lot of different factors, you know, based upon your insurance provider. It's necessary to understand that your mental well-being is a financial investment, a financial investment on your future, on your overall way of functioning and way of being. And help for a couple of months can be a huge impact for a number of years down the road. Now, keep in mind that providers can offer a lot of different services that may fit your different budgets. But so there is one-on-one therapy, but another option can be group therapy, which is for a number of weeks for with people that have similar issues um, to yours. And there's also support groups, which are different from group therapy. So for example, I do offer one-on-one therapy. I offer social skills groups for kids, but then I offer an Amiga mom support group, which is at a lower entry level of a financial commitment because it's a support group, which is different from a therapeutic group. A lot of therapists are also now offering courses and membership communities. There are a lot of different avenues that you can go down, but remember it all depends on the help that you feel you need. And one-on-one is always going to be that highest level of care. And the last thing to keep in mind is that remember, you don't need to marry your therapist. You can't marry your therapist, but you don't need to stay in a lifelong commitment to them. We go through different types of seasons. And in those seasons, we may need help with particular things. You may see a therapist for a couple of months during one season of your life. And then a number of years later, you may see another therapist for a completely different reason. So it's important to understand that this isn't forever and ever and ever. And that you always have the option of seeing somebody for two or three times. And if it doesn't work for you, or if they don't understand you, if you don't vibe with them, you can then seek another person. You don't have to stay with the same person if you think it is not a good fit for you. So I hope this conversation has shed light on the different things to consider when looking for a therapist and where you might go to find a therapist. And then finally, what happens after the therapeutic process has started and where you go from there. Know that again, this is an investment, not only financially, but one of time and effort into your overall well-being. And why wouldn't you want to be the best person that you could be?
So with that, if any of this resonated for you, definitely make sure that you take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram and we can continue the conversation there. And as always, it is my pleasure. Be sure to stick around for this short two minute guided meditation. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again next week. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, I invite you to really get a sense of where you are in the room by grounding your feet to the floor of where you are, feeling where your toes are, where your heels are, moving up to your legs, to your bottom, your back, your upper legs, your shoulders, what do you feel beneath these areas? Is it soft? Is it hard? Is it comfortable? Or maybe you're just walking and you feel the air against your skin. Bring awareness to your face, to any tightness that you may hold within your jaw, by the edges of your mouth, around your nose, and especially between your eyebrows. I invite you to take a breath in while making your belly rise, and then take a breath out as you make your belly deflate. And finally, taking in the space around you, whether you are still in a room or walking or driving, just bringing awareness to some different things that maybe you don't typically pay attention to. Perhaps it's a smell of the room that you're in, or maybe the outside sounds, the wind, and finally the sights. Know that you can always use this type of meditation to ground yourself in the space you're in, to bring your awareness to the present moment, and to bring peace into your mind and heart. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free To Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V. De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.